Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Sequence. I am your host, Trevor Plouffe, and today we have a very special guest on... Uh, the 2019 Silver Slugger Award winner for catcher. Your stats are by far the best of any catcher in 2019. We got Mitch Garver of the Minnesota Twins. What's up, Mitch? How you doing, man? What's up, Trev? Good to be on here, brother. I'm I'm happy that you agreed to come on the show. And I kind of laid it out. I said, hey, we want to go over a few of bats. And do you use um, at bats to go back and try to get that proprioception back? Like, do you do that? And you're like, Yes, I do, and I got a bunch of them. What do you need? Uh, you listed about three or four at-bats, and we kind of handpicked a, a couple of them. Why Why these two at-bats? So this, this Lou Trevino at-bat against Oakland was it – was, it's tough, dude. He throws 90-mile-an-hour bowling balls with a really good breaking ball, and it goes straight downhill. And so I picked these two at-bats because uh, – just where I was at, like in my season. So when when Oakland came to town, I was really really hot this series. I think I had two or three homers. Uh, but this at bat was huge because we were up four to three in the eighth inning, um, and really just attack on another insurance run because I think the guys they had coming up it might have been Chris uh, Chris Davis and you know if, uh, Chad Pender maybe. But there are a few guys coming up that were like, all right, we have a home run threat here in a tie game or up by one. So as a catcher, adding that insurance run to go into the ninth inning is just huge. You know, it takes a huge weight off your shoulders. And so for me to be a part of that in this at-bat was was really good. And then the, the Toronto one against Aaron Sanchez, I don't know, something about going in Toronto, dude, when I hit there. Oh, like, yeah. I just see the ball great, and if, and if I'm in a slump or I'm struggling or I just don't feel like myself, like going to Toronto for some reason just gets me right. It might be the chicken fingers in the hotel. <laughs> For real, but <laughs> the bomb uh, shelter of a visitors clubhouse down there. Yeah, dude. I don't know something about it. Just it just yeah. makes me want to play good baseball there. But yeah, we'll, we'll go through them and I'll kind of tell you what I was what I was thinking at the time. Cool. Yeah, and you know your your approach. You know, I've been a fan of your approach. I've been a fan of yours um, since you've been up with the Twins, and you see it all through the league. Guys have different setups, and I think the guys that are most successful usually have kind of the simplest of setups because you're able to repeat it, and kind of, that's what I see with you. You're able to generate a ton of power. I mean, 31 home runs in 93 games. That's, that's something right there, but you do it quietly, and you do it simply. Is this something that you've always done, or is this something that you've worked on and had to change over the last couple of years? So every year I've added something new, like how do I get better at one specific thing? And coming out of college, I could always hit for contact. My college head coach, Ray Birmingham, is a great teacher of hitting. Uh, he always taught me to be short to the baseball, that, that you know A to B was the quickest way to get there and stay inside the ball. And all these things that I learned throughout college were probably one of the bigger reasons I got drafted because I wasn't great defensively. So I got drafted as a hit first catcher. Um, I started coming up. And like I said, every year kind of learn something new. I got to double A, 
Doug Mankiewicz was my manager. Mm-hmm. So him and Tommy Watkins, well, Tommy was our hitting coach. So him and Tommy like worked together with us all the time. And he was so dedicated and he loved, you know, hitting early on the field. And he was the guy who taught me how to like get my hands back. Right. So like mm-hmm. getting that separation between your hands and your hips and, you know, creating force that way. That's in 2016. I was really when I started driving the baseball. Um, and then I got, you know, and I made it to AAA in, in 2017 and Chad Allen was my hitting coach. He was probably there when, when mm-hmm. you were with the twins as well. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he taught me some things as well, as far as like approach and how to go about your games. Cause when you get up to that AAA level, like you're facing more major league talent and, you know, everything just kind of came together at the right time, um, for this, for this past year. And I mean, we want to talk about exactly what I did in the off season before last, you know, really, I, I had like two things in mind. I wanted to drive the baseball and I want to drive it in the air pole side. Because if, if you look at if you look at the numbers across the league, like the percentage of home runs that are going to the opposite field throughout the past 10 years is like 10 percent. Right. And then sure. it goes to a little bit smaller to center field. And then the vast majority of home runs are a pole side. I was like, OK, what do I need to do to get that path right? What do I need to do? And and, you know, I. I made a few small adjustments with with my guy Jason Columbus out in Houston and had a great year. That's awesome. So. You had an excellent year. You know, you you really remind me um, hearing you say that about the poolside. That's that's a Brian Dozier. He lives by that statement. That is a Dozier thing right there. And yes, sir. Uh, you know, it's easy to say, "Hey, I'm going to go pull the ball in the air," but if you're not trained to do it properly, you're going to be exposed. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything on the outer half is going to be death to you so you really if you just say i'm going to go pull the ball you have to learn how to do it the right way and when i see you taking your swings uh you 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 do it you do it the right way because you're keeping your hands tight to the body you're not just hitting the outside part of the ball like you're still hitting the inside part of the ball but you're extended on it right and it's um you got to be taught that you can't just wake up one day or you got to work on it you can't just wake up one day and say i'm just going to pull the ball and it's going to work out for me so these are all things like I, I watch you hit, and if I could choose a swing, I, I, I always look at you and uh, Reese Hoskins for right-handed swings right now. Oh, nice. I think yeah, well, so, I love Reese's swing. Yeah. yeah, I just like everything about them. I think they're kind of simple. I think you guys are able to repeat it. Your head is very still, which is awesome. That's something that I struggled with, the up and down with my head my entire career. Um, so I just noticed these things, and... Um, I'm I'm happy you're joining us now, kind of letting us get in your brain a little bit. So let, let let's start this about up. We kind of preface it. Uh, you want you're in the eighth inning here, trying to get some insurance runs. You see this guy on the hill, bowling ball. I have not watched this about yet because we were going to do a different one. You said I want to do this one, so we're going to go. Okay. Go. So first pitch here it looks like probably setting up away heater. I'd assume misses up and in. Okay. Ninety nine. 99. Yeah. No big deal. That's kind of uh, par for the course. That's what I'm thinking right now. No big deal, right? 99. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. You're 0 for 3. You're like, all right, let me save my day. All right. Let me get this knock. Save my day here. One at bat at a time, dude. You can change your whole day in one at bat. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Second pitch here. Okay. There's right. That's okay. his bread and butter right there. That right. is um, nasty. That is exactly what he's trying to do it against you. He's going to throw it as hard as he can. He's going to he's going to backdoor a two seamer at a hundred miles an hour, and he's going to make you get yourself out. If, and with a guy like this, 
I'm betting that he can't hit that spot three times in a row. Sure. He's going to miss arm side, yes. right? Like, as you saw in the first pitch, arm side up is going to be his miss. Just based off his arm slot, based off how hard he throws, arm side up. So I go into this at bat, and I may set my sights on the outer half, but I'm still expecting something down the middle. You know what I mean? Because I'm on top of the plate, and my goal this year was to get on top of the plate, pull for power, and get the ball in the air. So now that outside corner becomes sort of middle-ish for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so... Your, 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 your sights are set on outer third, maybe even the outer edge, but you know that you're not swinging that way. You're, you're swinging to pull this pitch because you want him to miss arm side and run into your barrel. Is that what you're right. saying? Okay. Right. So 1-1. One, one. He's a two-pitch guy. I've never faced yeah. him. So, two-pitch okay. guy. You're, you're probably thinking 1-1, one, one, two heaters in a row, off speed, is a, is a chance here. Mm-hmm. But I hadn't seen his off speed yet. I hadn't faced him yet this year. I, I don't think I have an at-bat against him at all. So I was like, oh, man, I wonder what his breaking ball looks like. Is it more tweepy? <laughs> Does it have more depth? Yeah. And you watch uh, that on far, film, you know, but it's not the same. Right. You, you, you have it. to see the shape. And there it was. So that ninety three. That's a slider, right? I think that might have been a, a changeup or a split. And I had basically, you know what? I going into that set bat, I I pretty much took that out of the picture. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna sit on these. Two. You know, he's got two pitches, and I saw a fastball out of the hand. You're right. That was a changeup. Oh, dude, that was nasty. Look, Begley didn't even catch it. <laughs> no, that was middle that's of the nasty. plate. But I mean, ninety three <laughs> with some movement. With some movement is, is tough. All right, now one, two. This is battle time right now. So take me th- that, I mean, are you two-strike approaching, or is that out the window with you? No, no. No, I, I still got an approach. Um, and you, don't have to give it, you don't have to give it all away, bro. I don't want you to expose no, the Mitch Garver secrets here. There are no secrets, dude. Uh, <laughs> he still has to make a good pitch. I still have to not chase a bad pitch. Um, I'm still looking over the plate, right, because I don't want to get – I don't want to get beat um, by not mm-hmm. taking my swing. So I'm not going to really change my swing when it gets to two strikes. If I'm going to get beat, it's going to be with my my best swing, yeah. basically. Um, I'm still going to set my sights out over the plate. I'm not going to try to look in because you can't just away. Yeah. Um, and I think this might have been the pitch that I should have struck out on. Oh, no. He went high heater. High heater. Tough to lay off right there. Okay, so he's he's changing his sights right here. Yeah. I mean, if we're so talking about high to people low. People say that all the time. Catchers say that all the time. Kind of give our audience what, what that means, changing your sights. So he just threw a ball 100 miles an hour, you know, a foot above the strike zone. So I see that pitch, and I didn't react to it. But now, after that pitch, my eyes are set, you know, almost chest level because he throws that ball that hard. Actual perceived velocity is a lot harder because it's closer to your eyes. Mm-hmm. So when you throw an off-speed pitch after that, uh, it's supposed to look ultra slow or have even more depth because you're not really sure where the bottom part of the zone is. Interesting. See, I didn't. I mean, I understand what change your eyesight means, but you're saying because when you throw a ball at that level, closer to your eyes, the perceived velocity is higher. Yeah. And then if you throw that off-speed pitch after that, and it may tunnel that pitch. It may not, depending on what kind of off-speed you 
throw, off-speed pitch you throw, but even if it doesn't tunnel it, it's still going to have a lower perceived velocity because it's not going to be up there around your eyes. Yes, exactly. Love that. All right. So, okay. Fastball up, change your eye level. So here comes the breaking ball. You know that as a catcher, you got to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, the breaking ball is coming. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to sit on that, but look at this pitch. Dotted on the outside corner. Oh. Could have struck out. Let's go back and see. I, I don't I don't know, man. I'm a, I'm a hitter, so I don't want to give that pitch, but. Yeah, he could have rung you up. He, he could have. He could have. I have, I have been rung up on that pitch before. Oh, I know yeah. you have too. Yeah. So I'm, right. I get the full count. I'm like, all right. Now you're, out. yeah, you're all, here, the slow-mo right here. It's off. It's off. Okay. It's off the plate. <laughs> All right, three, All right, two. Now you're, yeah. Tell me what you're thinking right here. Uh, so full count, up by one. He doesn't want to walk the leadoff batter. Hasn't. I mean, he didn't really throw his breaking ball for a strike. I think he's going to go with his best pitch here. He's going to challenge me. Mm-hmm. He's going to throw me a heater as hard as he can on the outer half of the plate, and it's basically mono a mono right here. At this point, you've basically locked in. You know exactly what pitch is coming in your mind. You said. You went through all the scenarios, the pitches he's thrown to you. He said, you can't control your breaking ball. You don't want to walk me. Give me your heater. And like you said, mano y mano. Yeah. Your so, best pitch versus my best swing. Exactly. And right. and before this pitch is even thrown, I'm going through my sequence like, all right, I'm sitting on this, you know, I'm sitting on the outer half of the plate. I'm looking for a pitch I can make contact with out front. I'm, I'm basically cheating with this fastball. You know, I'm not. I'm not going to try to poke one to right field. I'm going to try to drive the ball to the big part of the field and do it with my swing. So this is a direction I want my hands to go. I want my hands to go slight, just slightly right of the pitching mound, uh, make contact out in front of the plate, get the ball in the air. Let's see it. Send up away. Oof. My yeah. goodness. We got to go back to that because yeah, a little bit further back. I mean, I love seeing it again, but you talked that whole time about wanting to pull the ball off him. Did you get beat a little bit? I don't want to say you got beat, but it got a little deeper on you than you liked and you still were it, able it, to go hit it out the center because your path was... Good. Yeah, it probably it probably got on me a little bit faster than I thought it was going to. And I had a few of those this year where I was like, all right, I'm looking left center here, regardless of where the pitch is. And it, it may have gotten a little bit deep on me. Mm-hmm. And when I say deep, I mean, that's still going to be out in front of the plate. Sure. But it's not going to be another ball in front of that one. So I'm still making contact out front. Um, did you find when, you're, when your path was as good as it is on this swing, did you find that if you were a hair out in front or if you were a hair behind, you were still driving the ball to the gaps instead of maybe fouling those pitches off or, or getting jammed or something like that. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. If I'm, even if I'm a little bit late here, it's going to, I think it's going to be a rocket to, to right center. It's going to yeah. be a double to right center. And if I'm a little bit earlier than this, it's going to be a lofted fly ball to left center. But this is like, this is perfect. Uh, contact right here. I'm gonna watch it again. Sets about her half. Whack. I'll see. Yeah. I mean, okay. I thought it got in on you a little bit, but you you barreled that ball. 
Yeah. You absolutely barreled that ball. And you carried the bat all the way to first base. I saw that. I've done that a few times, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Do you even think about that, or are you just like, that's just kind of your thing? Chain, I'm, pop smi- I'm, smi- See, I'm smiling right there because I thought I struck out on the 2 2. You're like, thank you for that extra pitch. Look at, yeah. this, look at this goofball smile. Yeah. With the homies in the, in, in the dug. I love that. Yeah. So happy, dude, that we got that extra run. Huge. Huge. You, got, you felt like you got a second life in that at bat. They got to show some slow mos here. Let's let's check it out. Yeah, here we yeah, go. we're gonna get a we're gonna get a side view. I want to see the side view. There it is. It's so simple, man. I mean, I, I got to show that clip again. I think the side view is so good. You're so compact. Your hands. The idea is to keep is, is just to keep that barrel tight to my head, man. If that thing gets away from my head or my hands get a little bit too stretched too far back, too much separation, I, I get blown up on that pitch. So, so keeping said, it tight, tight mm-hmm. to my head, uh, catching the ball out front, those are all big keys for me right there. I think everybody says the word tight to your body, and then I think people have different keys for that. So you want the barrel tight to your head. That's going to keep everything else tight as well. Um, yeah. Sometimes I would think um, my left forearm kind of tight in. Um, everybody has a different key for you. It's, it's the bat, the barrel of the bat right on the head, huh? Yeah. So I, I, you know, I watch a lot of, uh, Bregman swing very, very tight. Yes. Uh, Mike, Mike Trout, the way his barrels tucked like right behind his head and he just launches from that position. Um, he's, that's he's why, incredible. you know, he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't get beat on many pitches. So he's, his swing is very foolproof, I would say. Yes, it is. It's from time and time again, man. He's so consistent. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on and talking about this at bat. I mean, your wealth of knowledge on the topic of hitting is – it's really I, – I, I, I mean, I knew you were smart, a smart hitter, but just hearing you talk about it, I really now understand why you've been able to be so successful. Oh, dude, I love talking about hitting. I love I it. Love I love it. hearing you talk about hitting. So yeah. this at bat, we're going to have another one up. Again, Mitch Garver. Silver Slugger, 2019. Are you the best catcher in baseball? I think you are. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> We're here with Mitch Garver for a bat number two. This one is in Toronto against Aaron Sanchez. And I like this because I have faced Aaron Sanchez, so I, I know what it looks like to be in the box against him. Uh, what was uh, – why, why is this a bat kind of – not special to you, but one that you go back and, and, and look at? So – this was early in the year. This was my seventh home run of the year. And at this point, we had just come from New York. Uh, I homered off uh, J.A. Happ to the opposite field there. And my swing, you know how swings change throughout the year, man. Like, sometimes things feel good. Sometimes they feel bad. And this is when my swing was feeling really, really good. I was fresh out of camp. Um, you'll see my hands are in a little bit different position as they were as the year progressed. I, uh, my hands are a little bit higher. Uh, my shoulders are a little bit more level and balanced and it just looks like uh, i'm hitting against a super firm side uh on this clip and, and and i like this home run because i can go back to it and i and i think about the process that i went through to get to the 3-1 count and the process that i went through right before that pitch was thrown where every part of my swing was broken down into a way where i'm like all right this is what i'm going to do here this is where i'm going to make contact this is where i want my hands to go um and I'm going to basically sell out on a pitch. Like 
the whole point of hitting is to get to a count where you can sell out on a pitch and do damage. You're not up there guessing. You know, you're going through a process to get to a spot where the advantage is on your side. And this is the this is the great example of that. There's nothing better than that when you get to a count and you've seen two or three pitches, different pitches that he has, and you're like, I know exactly what you're throwing. And you better execute it because if you don't throw it where you want to throw it, I'm going to do damage on it. It's right. a great feeling. You know, you want to have that as much as possible, but, you know, unfortunately it doesn't happen, or at least for me it didn't happen as much as I thought. <laughs> but um, let's, uh, let's get to this at bat. But I, I do want to – you said you're slightly different here in your setup. Is that something that you are okay with doing throughout the year? Or are you a guy that likes to have things like the same? I like try to repeat as much as possible. Are you okay with tinkering a little bit here and there with, with your setup? I'm okay. I'm okay with tinkering. And, and when I say hands were different, like throughout the year, my hands, when I got to a launch position, were just a little bit lower. Um, here you'll see my hands are higher. It's almost like they're up by my ear and that, you know, I can get, to a high pitch a little bit easier that way uh but yeah as the year progressed it's like my hands got a little bit lower and a little bit lower but i was still making good passes at the ball i was still getting the ball in the air um but yeah it's i mean when i go back and look at this at bat and i can freeze it from the side angle like mm -hmm. i get to, i get to my launch position and that's the most perfect position i could be in i i, I watched this at bat and this is this is a rocket. So let's let's start it up and, and kind of see. We got Eddie right here. My guy. <laughs> All right. Oh. There we go. All right. First pitch. Again, probably fastball away. And he just yanks it. That is an yanks excellent it. pitch when you're a hitter. <laughs> you're like, thank you for that. All right. Cool. 1-0. Let's go. Yeah. And so I faced him in spring training this year or in, in 2019, mm -hmm. and we were in Dunedin, and dude, that mound feels like it's right on top of you. Yes, it does. And he, he, was, he, threw, me like, he threw me like five breaking balls in one at-bat, and I was like, all right, well, I can't even see the breaking ball, so I'm not going to hit it. So I'm just going to look for the heater. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, what he features is he, you know, he's got the two-seamer. Um, he's got some velo. He's got a big kind of like a slurvy curveball yep. and a changeup. Mm -hmm. Am I right? Yes. Okay, so 1-0 here. Um, you know, you're probably still looking heater here. Yep. Probably wants, he wants a double play ball. 100%. Coming inside. It's a good pitch. Really good pitch. I'm it's not going to really swing at that. really good pitch. No, that's exactly what he wanted. He, want, he went away. Now he wanted to come back in, see if he can get you to roll something over. But I think uh, a lot of pitchers right there, like they're looking for a reaction, right? They're looking to see how you react to that pitch. Did your hands come outside of your body? Did you flinch? Did you back off the plate? Like, did you see that pitch come close to you? And you're like, whoa, uh, mm -hmm. I don't want to get hit by that. Or, or did you just stone face it? You're just like, nah, I don't want that anyways. Well, so there, there are a lot of them are looking for reactions like that. Mm -hmm. And as a catcher, I'm sure you do too. The two bats now that we've watched, you've had those pitches that are up. One was away last at bat. This one was a little up and in, and you're not flinching. And that's a sign of like when you're feeling good at the plate, you watch a person take a ball. And if they're kind of – they take it and there's not a huge reaction like you said, or they're, they're stoic with it, you know they're locked in. Right. So here you are 1-1, one, one, and this is, the, this is a huge count for hitters. You know, if you can – work the count to 2-1, it's obviously much better than getting to 1-2. So this is a, 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 big, a big count for both the hitter and the pitcher. 
you're locked in. All right. Setting up in again, huh? That's a nasty pitch, man. It's not an I'm easy pitch in. to lay off. Even though on, on TV that looks like it's a ball all the way, it's not as easy as it, as it looks. He has so much lateral run where a lot of guys have, you know, vertical sink. Mm-hmm. His ball runs side to side so mm-hmm. much that you have to see a starting point for where the ball, where you want the ball to start. If it doesn't start there, it, it has to be a ball. It seems like your swing is kind of fit for these guys with that lateral run. Coming back oh, in, oh, I think it, so, yeah. I think that uh, you know your path lines up great for that. I mean, clearly your path works for a, a lot of pitchers, but um, the two that we've seen here kind of have that similar. Like you said, it's more lateral. It's not as much of a sink arm side. Sure. So now two one. Huge. You're looking to drive right here. Looking to drive yeah. the ball. Eddie's covering his helmet side with his hand. Come on, Eddie. <laughs> That's perfect for him. <laughs> you guys have my favorite outfield in baseball too. I love uh, Kepler, oh, Eddie, and Bucks. I mean, and super, Jake. Super talented. Yeah. yeah, Big Cave. Yeah. So two one here, and he's coming back. Missing arm side again. A little bit all more right, of so, a flinch there. <clears throat> yeah. I, now I'm like, all right. I, I don't care where the fastball is. I know where it has to start for it to be a strike for me to drive the ball. Um, I don't think he can dot the outside corner here, uh, which is what he tries to do. But like I said before, I'm still sitting arm side up against a guy like that. He has the tendency to miss that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I could I could look middle and react to anything in, or I could look outer half and hit anything middle. Yeah, if if he dots up that outside corner and he backdoors it, okay. So what? I'm, yeah, I'm not going to swing. Yeah, it's just yeah. So your good. decision right now in your head, you're like, okay. Where's my line of sight? Do I want to set it on the outside corner and hit something middle, or do I want to set it middle and, and turn on a pitch in? Exactly. So you went with? I'm sitting out of half. Sitting out of half. And you want, to hit, you want to get that pitch middle. Okay. Yes. You're in Toronto. The ball's like Toronto. go in Toronto, baby. I like hitting in Toronto, yeah. I think, I think most people would say that. So here I am. I'm going through my process, man. I know exactly where I need the ball to start. I look down feeling. at the dirt. I look down at the dirt. I'm like, all right, I need to make contact right there. And, oh. You got the exact pitch you were looking for. Yeah. And you put it in the second deck. We're going to go back on that one. And you leaned on it. One Everything came together right one there, One more time. We'll, we'll get to the slow-mo. I got to see this again. Look at this lean back. Mmm. That's beautiful, man. It really is. It really is. That is a beautiful thing right there. I told you, you, man, that was, my, that was my best swing of the year. Right there. It doesn't get any better one. than that. I mean, you got to 3-1. You got the pitch you wanted. You got the location you wanted. You put the swing on it that you wanted, and obviously the result happened. Yeah. We need some slow-mo on that because that, that's, that's just straight up hitting porn right there on time you've seen him enough seen enough fastballs at a bat you were definitely gonna be on time oh my goodness i love that angle all right we got to go back there yeah and i and i like talking about like my back foot here Mm -hmm. because i don't i'm not gonna rotate as much on it like it's almost gonna be 
uh, you see what George Springer does with his ankles, right? Like he hits balls out of Minute Maid Park, and it's like his back foot never moves. You know, it yes. stays flat on the ground. I think the the smaller that I keep that back leg, it's still going to explode really hard, but it keeps me from over rotating. Sure, it's almost like I'm pushing off. You know, the inside part of my foot on the ball of my foot, and I'm just driving my knee straight down, and that's going to create all the power you need. You know, I don't I don't think you need to rotate completely over your foot. Yeah, that's uh, something like- that's that's a kind of a new uh, way of thinking with it. I mean, I, I I've been through the gamut with the hitting coaches, man. You know, old school yeah. hitting coaches with the you know foot down early. Yeah, get get into your legs, and they were trying to get me to rotate your back foot a ton. Um, and then I went, you know, to more of a, a, a new age guy in Craig Wallenbrock, who's kind of one of the godfathers of the swing revolution, if you will. And that's one of the things he taught. You know, you got your back, you got your weight kind of like back up into your hip, like coiled. And then you didn't have to, you don't need to rotate. You don't want to rotate because it's going to get you out of your path. And right. um, yeah, you did everything perfect right there. Yeah. So, I mean, this is. For everyone that's watching, this is one of the best right-handed swings in the game. A guy who, we, we talked about this a little bit on the last at bat, but, you know, all your stats are there. Uh, 93 games, though, and your counting stats were still there. The two, your 2019 season was incredible. I, I'm upset there's no baseball. I want to be watching 2020 Mitch Garver right now. Um, but when the game does come back, I think a lot of people, I mean, you're, you're no secret anymore, buddy. I know. Do you think that's going to, do you think that's going to be different for you? I mean, do you think there's going to be, obviously there's going to be a book out on you, more of a book. Um, the chess match begins now, right? Did you, did you see it? Did you see it happen already last year in 2019? It begun in, in, uh, November. Yeah. The, uh, the chess match began then, uh, actually, you know, when, when we'd go play certain teams that are really into the scouting reports and analytics who live and die off of it, you see it a lot more often. And, Mm -hmm. And that was the case when we played Cleveland the second half of the year. Uh, they know I was hitting fastballs really, really well, and they wouldn't give in. If it got to a 3-1 count or a, even a 3-0 count, they're still going to throw a breaking ball or something that moves away from me because if they walk me, then they'll just take their chances on the next guy. Yes. Um, so so that's, some, that's one way to look at it. Um, they just never gave in. They just they, they stopped throwing me fastballs, and, and that was okay. Uh, but It's frustrating know, when that happens. It's frustrating, but at the same time, I mean, look at our lineup. Like, yeah. you're going to take your chance with the next guy. Who knows what the next guy is? The next guy probably has 20 home runs, also. Yeah. You know, it's it's a that dangerous helps a lot game when you to have play. People around you for sure. Oh, definitely. But you still have to be disciplined when when you're feeling good. Like you, I mean, you were feeling good the entire season last year. When you're feeling that good, and then you have to be disciplined and not, you know, understand the three one. You're not going to get a cookie. You know. It's very hard to do that, but it does make it easier when you know, yeah, I got Sano hitting behind me or I got, you know, Kep or whoever's hitting behind you. I mean, it makes it easier to, to be disciplined because you know your team's going to benefit from it. But Yeah. And you have excellent. to be really picky about what you want to hit. Yes. And it seems like but you that's... are. I mean, you, you, you're very detail-oriented. You have a plan. You execute your plan. And like I said, there's just, that's, there's no, you don't have a secret because you just work hard and you, and you study and you understand the game. That's that's your secret. Yeah, and that's just the key to the game, right? Like playing that chess match, guys are gonna throw you what they think they can get you out with, and you have to adjust. And then when you do adjust, they have to adjust back, and that's that's the cat and mouse game. And everybody's been through it. You know, it's 
It's old this time, dude. Do you it's think that time. you have a distinct advantage being a catcher with that cat and mouse game? Uh, yeah, I've I've scouted myself. I have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I went to my analytics department and we went over. You know, how would I pitch myself? And and that's how you get out in front of the curve. Um, you know, what what would I throw with with the pitcher that's on the mound? And I get to certain yeah. counts in certain situations, like. Am I willing to risk getting beat on a certain pitch, or am I just gonna, you know, keep attacking the zone with the pitcher's best stuff? So, it is kind of interesting when you look at it that way. It is. I mean, I, I really, really appreciate you letting us get into your head a little bit because this is uh, pretty eye-opening. And whoever, whoever's watching this, is I know they're pleased right now because this is uh, <laughs> this is the stuff. You know, I, I put out yesterday about hitting Twitter and just how polarizing it is. You have the old guys that are don't want to talk about anything new. You have the new age guys that don't want to talk about anything old, but I think the truth is there's something in the middle there. You have to be able to make adjustments. You can't always try to have the same swing every single at bat. Um, you have to be able to read pitchers and understand, you know, where they're at in the game and you have to watch before the at bat. I mean, there's so many things like hitting is so in depth. It's not just getting up there and, and seeing the ball, hitting the ball. It's not like that. Right. So. And it's so hard, man. I mean, it's you so watch high, you watch highlights at night, and the hitting looks super easy, right? Because all they're showing is home runs or driven balls or runs scored. Yeah. And you're not you're not really getting to see unless you watch a full game. You're not getting to see those broken bats, the jam shots, the the double plays, the stuff like that. And and you know everybody's battling uh, just to try to get some barrel on the ball. And <laughs> the ones who do it more consistently are the ones who you yeah. know make those highlight reels. So. I, we I saw a, we saw you on a lot of highlight reels in 2019. <laughs> a lot. It's of fun. Them. It's fun being there for sure. All right, I I, I want to just keep going because I want to ask you one more question, and then I'm right. gonna let you go. I'm I've taken up a lot of your time. Tell the world what it feels like to be locked in like that, because not many people on this planet get the opportunity to do it. I I probably, you know, I I could do a couple weeks at a time. I might have a really good month. I never had a full season where I felt like I was locked in. I think you did last year. Does that suffice to say? Yeah, minus maybe a month. Maybe a month. Yeah. Tell the world what it feels like. Like it's uh it's it's pretty amazing, man. Everything's in slow motion. Um it feels like it, you can feel your breath when you're up there at bat. And if you can break it down to so much as you know, seeing the seams on a baseball and just watching them come in and and the feeling of solid impact on a ball mm. that goes out like that, man, mm. there's, there's nothing better. I, you know, I compare it to like hitting that one golf shot during a round where you're mm. just like, yes, I'm coming back to play golf tomorrow. <laughs> and, uh, but, but doing that in a, in a much bigger stage with, with people in the stands and they're all cheering. It's, it feels like you're floating around second base. That's for sure. Oh man. Yes, it does. Well, again, dude, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you for your time. And, uh, Whenever we do get to play baseball again, I'd love to have you back on and talk more hitting. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, Mitch.